0: Hello and welcome to the NFL Blitz. Coming up on today's show, week six of the NFL season review, the Texans and Titans go to overtime, but Derrick Henry keeps Tennessee perfect. The Steelers run over the Browns in an AFC North battle. Is it time for me to be optimistic about Pittsburgh? Plus, Gabbett versus Boyle, mystery relevant, and Will finally gets to be happy about talking up on Wednesday's NFL Blitz. And welcome to the show today, I hope you're doing well, I hope this podcast finds you in good health as per usual. Remember if you ever want to change your podcast provider, FM forward slash the NFL Blitz is where you can find this podcast, where you can find previous episodes and where you can see what other platforms the podcast is on and remember to go to the sportsblitzblog.wordpress.com for not only writing about the NFL but writing about other sports as well. Including the week 6 power rankings, which are already up on the website. I say that like I know, I haven't even written them yet. And a couple of issues of Roundup are up as well. Okay, and on the NFL Blitz today, Josh and Will, as per usual, hello.
1: Hi there. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a good week. Um, you know, a lot still talk about with the football. I'm very glad I didn't lose to the
2: Jets, because that loss would have... Ugh, I mean, you did more, so much more than ink. not lose to them. You for kind sure. of ritually executed them live <laughs> on TV. Uh, how about yeah. yourself, Will? Yeah, feeling good about the win, you know? Uh, we probably lost out on the tank for Trevor sweepstakes, but, I mean, just looking at our schedules, like us versus the Jets, that was probably always going to happen, because I don't think they can win a game at all this year. Like, their closest mm. attempt was probably going to be versus the Broncos. But they have, until the end of the season, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and Patriots again.
0: Thumb. Oof. And, and I mentioned this before, and we'll get onto this later, but I mentioned this before, when the Browns went 0-16, I didn't watch the Lions, but when the Browns went 0-16, you can at least say... There were several games in which they got quite unlucky, and should have won, but didn't. That, you can't say that with the Jets. They're not getting unlucky, they're just that bad. Yeah. Mm. Good weekend for me as well, though. I, I do, as mentioned, fully despise the English version of Monday Night Football, because <laughs> I have to wait till Monday to watch my team, and St. pilot were playing at the same time, and so I was trying to watch two things at once, and cook dinner, and that that was fun. I know, St. Paulie played well after the 20th minute. I,
1: I heard so, Alex. I know it's an NFL show, but just quickly I thought these were unlucky um, and dominated large sections of the game.
0: I'll be honest, I didn't see the goal. I believe Raul Jimenez has been credited with it, though. Despite somebody saying it was an unlucky deflection,
1: it was. It was a wicked honest, deflection.
0: i I only real, I only realised Leeds this is going to show me this is going to paint me as a poor fan or a bad fan. But I only realised Leeds had conceded because I thought Harry off the Sports Blitz was responding to a comment about the boobala Boo goal at St. Pauli when I realised he was talking about Philip, Calvin Phillips and then noticed that Leeds were one 0 down. I miss Alan Road anyway. Mm-hmm really miss elundro but that's not the point of this um this podcast okay let's go into the first game then houston texans 36 tennessee titans 42 after overtime the titans are now 5-0 and for the first time in um, franchise history since 2008 second time overall and by the way guys Derek henry finally decided to play football
2: <gasps> yeah what? i know just after you uh you know Give him a little talking to last week. He yeah. seems to have taken that to heart and just decided to uh, go for it.
0: Yeah, I need to see what his actual stats were now, because I, I believe he had two runs a over lot. 90 yards. Yeah, so we could well, just say yeah. lots. Yeah, yeah, so great, perfor- well, great performance from him. Less convincing from the Titans, who did, quite through quite a lot of points in this game, look like they were going to lose.
2: Yeah, which was... I mean, it's gratifying that they didn't because otherwise that would have been a pick off the board for, I think, all of us. Um, And, you know, us growing ever closer to being able to be replaced by a a coin flip. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think that... I think Titans still have what it takes to win when they need to. This was the Texans, so it's a bit... mm, you know, it's a bit kind of worrying that they're lose, they're they almost lost them. That at the same time, you know, the Texans just lost Bill O'Brien, which may lead to a may have led to an increase in team morale. I think you guys were talking about it last week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, oh, the
0: Texans, uh, Titans, sorry, 601 yards on 70 plays. Derek Henry, 22 carries for 212 yards. Wow. Once again, into that 200 range, you have had one of the all-time games. That, by the way, 9.6 yards per carry which is actually good. Oh, wow. Which is ridiculous. It is quite ridiculous. Ryan Tannehill as well, 30 for 41, 364 yards, a passer rate of 122.4, another great performance from him. It seems like, though, I I think the big change in this game, I can't remember who he was, but one of the Titans' O-line went off, and as soon as that happened, JJ Watt sort of started to be able to play. Deshaun Watson... Had a good game as well, pass rated for 138.9, yards through the air. I, th- I think that, that this is the problem for the Texans, is that barring them two players, they haven't really got anyone else. Uh,
1: no, um, and I think, hmm, I don't know, you could say that about the Titans as well with regards to to Henry and Tanhill when obviously Henry had a fantastic um. game. But I make Kane not quite to the same extent, but if those two aren't firing, then you have some of the same issues.
0: Yeah, very true, but I would say they actually have other players. Like, like they physically have other players, whereas <laughs> the Texans, not so much. Meanwhile, the decision at the end of the game, Houston up 36-29, having just scored a touchdown... Romeo Cronel decides to go for two, as opposed to taking the one to go up eight points, and they fail the two-point conversion. By the way, in, another, more proof that the Texans don't have any players other than Deshaun Watson, because that was a basic grabbing the end zone. He should have made it, whoever it was catching. Was the decision to go for two bad?
2: I think this this type of question always is worrying just because you know if it works obviously it was the correct decision if it doesn't work obviously you're an idiot for making it i think that this hmm. type of thing is almost always you know just down to the coach in question you know he decided that it was better to try and put the game out of reach right then and there rather than uh you know going for uh something that might extend into overtime which it did regardless but you know yeah. I think that it is almost always, yeah, no, it's, it's a really difficult call to make. And, you know, if we were on the field, who's to say we would have made a different call in general? I mean, I think it is fair to say, the more I thought about it, you're at
0: the two-yard line with that. And you've got Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He can execute a, a two-yard play. If they convert that, they go nine points up, the game is over because, you know, well, with a minute and change remaining, you're not going to be able to march down the field and then get the onside kick and then get into field goal range. But at the point where you miss it, you really leave yourself open to Derek Henry. The issue for me is that the Texans' defence is bad and Romeo Cornell knows it's bad. And so I, I, I don't think it's the best play call ever, but I do understand it. I think they just went for the wrong play. I think they should have actually motioned. They should have done a quarterback run, to be honest.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe
0: they should have given it to David Johnson. Yeah. I mean, I am somewhat sympathetic to the Titans as well because they have a lot of um, injured players. But good teams win ugly. I keep saying this. This was an ugly win. It was one where their star players were able to perform well. So... I was gonna say hopefully they keep progressing but actually after what happened with Covid, though they've been found mostly innocent, I'm more told about the player attitude mm-hmm. and the fact that who of who they're playing next week, I actually don't want them to do well. Anyway, the Houston Texans are one and five, their third in the AFC South and host the Green Bay Packers next week. The Tennessee Titans are five and over, their first in the AFC South and host the Steelers. Kansas City Chiefs, 27. Buffalo Bills, 17. The first of the Monday Night Football games. The one I was actually able to watch, which was quite nice. And Chiefs, a much-needed bounce-back win.
1: Um, Absolutely. Um, This was a better performance from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, 21 for 26. Really efficient. 225 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, He looks a lot better. Uh, Josh Allen, comparatively. Only 122 yards. He was really sort of uh, kept, uh, kept quiet. And it tells you that um, he was the leading rusher with 42. Um, yeah, a really vital win for the Chiefs. We said last time out that they really needed a win. Um, they're 5-1 and one now and they look a lot better. Um, for sure. And this is an important win against a very good opposition. The Bills have been fantastic this season. Um, so, yeah, a lot to be positive about on the Chiefs side.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I guess Gridiron Heights was talking about the Mongols. And It turns out Josh Allen was the imposter.
2: <laughs> ah, okay, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, look, he was still, he wasn't having a great game, but at the same time the rain did not make this easy on anyone. You know, this was this this was defined by teams stepping away from what they normally do. You know, the Chiefs absolutely they, they ran it way more than usual. You know, they gave uh, Clyde Edwards a lot more time. Than they gave, um, Uh, What was his name? The other running back they have. Damien Williams? Yes, him. Uh, They were giving him a lot more time and just in general, you know, I think that this was a game that was much different from how these teams would normally like to play it. You know, I think that Josh Allen is a good quarterback and obviously had some bad misses, some inaccurate throws today that really cost his team but I think, in general, you have to run it so much just because the rain is kind of screwing with how you normally like to do things. Um, you know, it's, it's to be expected somewhat.
0: I like Josh Allen's quarterback too, but counterpoint. Patrick Mahomes had a pass rating of 128.4. Josh Allen had a pass rating of 73.4. And not only in this game, but in the last game as well, he has been making mistakes we haven't seen since his rookie year. It was his decision
2: making as well as his ability to throw that was the problem, and that's what's worrying. No, that's fair. Um, I think that you know the one thing I will say is, you know, this could just be a, a minor slump. We'll have to see if it, yeah, you know, keeps on panning out throughout the season.
0: Josh Allen is somebody who's already dealt with setbacks before, so I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about him. You know. Have taken this setback too seriously, or you know, make turning it into a chasm. And the Bills have good coaching, but d- do they now really need a bounce back performance in their next game? Well, they're going to get one, but
1: who do they have in the next game? Sorry, the Jets. <laughs> okay, so they're looking forward to going five and two, um, but they they need the Jets right now. I think uh, a good win i love how we're talking about the jets actually side now <laughs> just like oh yeah they need a good win the face and the jets it's, it's so offhand but uh, it's they do need it at the end of the day they are a still a formidable sides and if you're going five and two and looking to push on it's the perfect game to, to get a bounce back results mm. oh. and
0: christmas in october for the bills adam gase has not been fired We'll, we'll get on to Adam Gase later, but... Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a good bounce-back uh, opportunity. Wait, and the um, Chief's finally put in a strong performance.
1: Yeah, for sure. Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam Gaze still hasn't gone, has he?
0: No. Uh, as of point of recording, he has not been sacked.
1: It's, it's weird,
0: isn't it? I mean, honestly, I they might be doing
2: that? it on purpose just to, like, just make sure that they lose. Mm. At well, this I, point he I, is I the think, unwilling
0: tank commander. Well we'll get on to it later, but um But yes. I think they want a hard reboot in the winter. Anyway, the Kansas City Chiefs are five and one, their first in the AFC West and travel to the Denver Broncos next week. The Buffalo Bills are four and two, their first in the AFC East, and travel to the New York Jets. Let's go on to our next game then. Cleveland Browns seven, Pittsburgh Steelers. 38. I, I didn't see this coming, to be honest. No, um, uh... The Steelers, as well, 5-0 and for just the second time in franchise history. The last time was 1978, the first of two straight Super Bowl-winning campaigns. I've got to say, of all the times I've watched the Steelers play the Browns, and we have played some very shoddy Browns sides, this is the best I've ever seen the Steelers play against them, and it finally answers a lot of questions about this steal side because the last four games they've been winning but it's been against sorry poor sides and we've not been winning convincingly this was a convincing win against what we believe to be a good cleveland side so thank the lord
1: yeah no it's, i agree with that um, it's a statement have i seen minka fitzpatrick ret- uh, with an interception return for 33 yards yes. and a touchdown you, you um, kind of
0: you preempted me because I was going to do a guess what I'm wearing <laughs> uh, thing, but it's Mink Fitzpatrick's jersey. I,
1: I thought I did. I sort of intercept you there, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> With... Just like he did, eh? Hey. And oh, um, not have the pain of you mentioning uh, <laughs> that particular player. Because... Well, I'm
0: still doing this. Hang on. I've, I've, it's hard to move back in this chair now, but Minka i want to say that all week
1: you bring pain to my soul uh but uh anyway <laughs> yeah this was this was surprising for me i had this was really close one the brands have looked they've looked good um mm. but i think we did talk about the injury list um that they had last time uh
0: yeah but none of the big big players bar nick Chubb were missing in the end
1: okay that's uh um, yeah. Just looking at the, old the was quarterbacks, bad. actually, the there was Baker. not particularly a fantastic game from either. Um, no one's shh, topping. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> actually,
0: we'll sort of talk about Baker Mayfield later on, but sure. I, I don't. It was nice to see Mason Rudolph back, back in the game. By the way, did anyone find it a bit weird when Sky were previewing the game? Do you know when we do the coming up on Sky sort of thing? Yeah. And it has, like, the game and a picture above the game. It had Mason Rudolph at, uh, like, a top of the Steelers-Browns game, which is really odd, uh, considering he's not a starting player until you remember what happened. Anyway, I mean, you're right, Ben Roethlisberger, it was okay, but to be honest, when, when you're winning 38-7, it's not really a problem. The pass rush was completely dominant. James Conner... Had a good game at last. Actually, he's had three games now of 100 yards, so good. And we've got to say it again. Chase Claypool, Rookie of the Week, once more. I I, I love him. We've got a new best player ever. And he is. so dominant. How looks would you so find dominant. these talents? We're just it's unfair. Really good. Stop. <laughs> uh... We talked about how good the Pittsburgh rush defence is as well, and they held Cleveland to under 70 yards rushing, and I know they didn't have Nick Chubb, but still, with how they've been playing on the rush recently, that is seriously impressive. And after such a long time without being able to score more than 30 points, we've now had two games in a row where we've done that. The only real negative for me is Devin Bush being injured, torn ACL, will be out for the rest of the season. That is actually quite a big loss for this Steelers side. Meanwhile, Big Ben, 17 and 0 at home against the Cleveland Browns. Wow! <laughs> the last time the Browns Cleveland. the last time the Browns won at Pittsburgh was Week Five of the 2003 season. That's so long ago. Leeds were still in the Premier League. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. What do we make of the Browns then? Because two losses. Which both came in quite convincing fashion against the two other sides of the FC North, who are, you know, considered contenders for the FC North. How lovely should we be? I think that
2: this Browns team is still building and figuring itself out. Like, you know, they were basically assembled last year under the the auspices of Grand Head Coach Freddie Kitchens, who now coaches for the New York Giants. Um,. But, you know, I think this year should really be considered like the first year they're all together because, you know, we'll just we'll, we'll kind of write it off last year as the, the failure that it was for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this year they have shown improvement. You know, they're not a top team yet. I think they can be, you know, they can they can continue to build through the draft. They can continue to maybe sign a free agent or two. And then I, I really do think they, they should be able to take it to the uh they should be able to to take it to the other teams in the AFC North. Yeah. The
0: power rankings up now on the sports splits, blog.wordpress.com. I didn't expect to send the Steelers as high up as I did in the end, like sort of like the game they had, but... With the performance they had, they deserve it. And I don't think it's entirely because it was going to Cleveland Browns, but because it answers so many questions, I'm now more willing to place them in a higher place. Still behind the Tennessee Titans, so of course, they take on next week. The Cleveland... Br- oh, by the way, actually, before we move on, if you saw a particular post this week or a statement from Kareem Hunt about a certain other player on the team... <clears throat> ha! That was louder than I expected. Already then? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Oh, it's revenge. So sweet. The Cleveland Browns are 4-2. They're third in the AFC North and travel to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Pittsburgh Steelers... I am want to enjoy this. I get to enjoy this every week now. This is fun. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 5-0. Oh. They're first in the AFC North and travel to the Tennessee Titans. It might be the last week I can enjoy saying that as much. 5-0. and oh beautiful yeah. and we're going to be able to let will enjoy now because washington 19 new york giants 20 before will goes into anything before i forget tay crowder mystery relevant in the 2020 nfl draft the last pick pick 255 forcing a fumble from kyle allen for a touchdown that's incredible Woo. anyway floor is yours will
2: all righty, well, um, you know, I kind of figured that we probably weren't getting Trevor uh, this year, just because, again, as I mentioned at the start of the pod, the Jets' schedule is way, way tougher than ours. I mean, we, we are coming up to the soft bit of our schedule right now. Uh, you know, we played the football team. We're playing the Eagles this week on Thursday. Ugh. Um, then the Bucks, uh, who are probably going to beat us. But then we play Washington and the Eagles and the Bengals three weeks in a row. So... You know that's that's going to be a nice period for us and then we play you know Seahawks Cardinals Browns Ravens again which is going to be losses and then you know Cowboys again which we'll see at that point because Andy Dalton did not look good but we'll get to that when we get to that um, in this case though I am happy to see this team come out with a win I am mildly worried because I think that You know, this was caused by Riverboat Ron's gambling addiction, um, where he decided to go for two to try and end the game out instead of taking us to overtime, because there is a non-zero chance we would have lost in overtime. Uh, You know, we did win, and I am very happy for that. Uh, Daniel Jones had a 49-yard run, I think, which has led to some people in in, uh, the subreddit calling him Vanilla Vic, which... Yeah, okay, sure. Um... I nearly just spat out my drink. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll send you a pretty good photo of um, him doing that run because his face is kind of perfect there. Uh, But I don't have a doctor, say. No, he does not, thankfully. Uh, Hopefully he is only Michael Vick on the field instead (laughs) of off the field. Um, But, you know, he he had a really good run, was finally starting to move those uh, run pass options. I will say our red zone offense is still absolutely putrid. We basically have to score from outside the 20 or we're kicking a field goal. Um, but, you know, on the field goal front, hey, Graham, uh, Graham, Gano, Jano? Gano, 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 yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's having a good year. He might actually be the one person on our team to make the Pro Bowl. Um mm-hmm. Other than that, the kind of usual stuff, our wide receiver core outside of Slayton is absolutely putrid. I mean, Golden Taint's not getting anywhere, and Sterling Shepard would be good, but he's also injured all of the time, so, you know, he's never on the field. Yeah, I mean, that's about all I got on this front. Uh, you know, congratulations, we won. Oh, and uh, Matt Pert was in at uh, left tackle instead of Andrew Thomas, which makes me hope that we can transition Andrew Thomas to right tackle and keep Matt Pert in at left tackle because uh Fleming who is our right tackle now really is not doing the job. You know, it might happen after the bye week we see Fleming get benched for uh, Andrew Thomas, but we'll see from there.
0: Yeah, by the way, I forgot to mention the Steelers' review that uh, Baker Mayfield was benched for Case Keenum. I don't know why I completely forgot to mention that, but also funny. It was a correct call by Kevin Stefanski anyway. There was something else I was going to mention, I forgot what it was, because Vanilla Vic sort of took my memory instead.
2: <laughs> Again, look at the chat, Alex. I sent a pretty good photo of Daniel Jones' face, where he just kind of looks like he's crying all of the time. He's like, ah! Now
0: that is what we call a Manning face, right there. Yeah. Uh,
2: he that really seems... is Eli Manning's heir.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway... Because I completely blanked on what it was. Oh, um, Riley Dixon, the punter, was seen um, throwing passes in warm-up, which was quite weird. Don't know what that was about. Did They didn't try a... Oh, no, I do remember. They didn't try a fake punt, did they? Uh, I don't think so. We did last week, but I got called back for an illegal shift, which was really anyway, irritating. Anyway, watch that, um, because the beat writers for the New York um, Giants were saying he actually looked quite impressive throwing the football. Also, I means you would have to play Colt McCoy for the worst comes to the worst. How nice it is of Riverboat Ron to save us from, a- from NFC East overtime. That's something yeah, no, no that one is, wants. That is correct.
2: Yeah. No, I, I don't think I would have enjoyed that. And, you know, we won. I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> maybe maybe it was like a mix of the
0: fact I have a soft spot for the Giants and the fact that the Steelers weren't, you know, the game was already over at that point. But... I have not felt more pressure or, or more stressed about an NFL game this entire season than when Washington lined up for two, I started to feel yeah. feelings and and I, I, I have an option where I can make the st- screen of my laptop go instantly like very dim, to the point where you can't see it, uh, which well, I think yeah. is the someone just walked on, in on me watching something I shouldn't be buttoned. Uh, allows you, you get to that a lot, Alex? I don't know what other use it has. I don't know, I I think, I'm guessing, it's if you're in a public area and you're like filling out credit card details and you assume someone's looking over your shoulder or something. That's the only thing I can think it's
2: useful for. If there is one thing (laughs) that we've taken from the game is that the New York Giants are still in the playoff hunt, baby! (laughs) But anyway,
0: when Washington lined up for two, I had to use it because I I, I couldn't watch. I really didn't want to watch. I muted it, I turned the screen off, and waited, and then saw Carl Allen falling backwards. So I was like, <gasps> "They've done it!" And cheered but almost as much as I have all weekend, but not as much as I have all weekend because uh, a certain team won the Challenge Cup. Anyway, that's the have third sport we've mentioned, the Washington Didn't you football lose team lose to
2: the Wolves yesterday.
0: Don't call them the Wolves.
2: Well, I don't know.
0: It just sounds weird.
1: I mean, it's not wrong. What should I it's
0: call them wrong. then?
2: Wolves. Oh. I was more talking about well, the didn't challenge Didn't you lose cup to wolves Sunday. yesterday? That sounds like your team got savaged by a pack of <laughs> wild animals. Okay, say so we'll Wolverhampton Wanderers if you want. <laughs>
0: Fine. I don't know why I'm making this an issue. It really isn't. St. Pauli drew. And okay. won the challenge cup. The Washington Football Team are one, five, fourth in the NFC East. Fourth in the NFC East and host Dallas. The New York Giants are one and five. Third in the NFC East and travel to the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles on the Thursday night football. Let's get into this game then. New York Jets nil, Miami Dolphins 24. Woo. This episode of the NFL Blitz is brought to you by the New York Jets. This time we do want you to focus on the butt thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hey,
0: it was the buttception. The buttception. I mean, we'll let Josh get on to talking about the game because it was a really good game for the Dolphins, but the, the buttception that was amazing. <laughs> That's like Jermaine Kirsten in Super Bowl forty-nine. That's ah uh, oh, uh, incredible. Yeah. Anyway, Josh. Uh,
1: yeah, the buttception was immaculate. Um, no. No. It was. No. No, no. it was. No. Yes, only it one. Was. No, only <laughs> one.
0: There are two plays that can be described as immaculate and that is Jerome Harris and Antonio Brown extending okay. all over goal line.
1: <laughs> okay, um semantics aside. Um this was a strange and weird and wonderful game. Um uh, we looked uh, defensively solid. Saving um, Howard and Byron Jones look uh, fantastic on that defence. In, in all fairness, especially. yeah, go, go Jets. For it. Yeah, but um, at the same time, there was no Howlers. They looked confident. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, it's a good game to have to sort of build that momentum, and uh, we looked really good. Um, I was a bit Fitzpatrick was weird for me. Um, he started the game really well. Uh, We had a touchdown to Smythe and Preston Williams. Preston Williams has really impressed me this season. He's been fantastic alongside Devontae Parker. Um, But, I mean, Adam Shaheen as well. He was uh, fantastic, should I say. uh, Leading in receptions for the Dolphins in this game. Touchdown as well. But Fitzpatrick seemed to to wane, weirdly, in the second half. Um, He had two interceptions. There was that but which was... Wacky and weird and just a bit bizarre. Um, and he was picked off again. But he could have been mm. picked four times in this game by Mike Canton maybe maybe another another one. He, he got to the point in the third and fourth quarter where everything he was thrown was either risky or poorly placed. Um, and this, this the Jets defense run about. And the Jets defense, if, with, if this was the, the 49ers or they okay, came more accurately, the Bills or the Chiefs or the Steelers. Fitzpatrick gets picked five times in this game. There were so many misplaced passes, um, and I'm also almost not surprised. I mean, I was very happy to see Tua come on and, um get some of his first snaps. Um, it maybe was slightly too soon for me, but he looked he looked strong, he looked competent, uh, but he wasn't afraid to hold onto the ball. Um, his second snap he took, he ran right into his own end zone for a completion. Um, he got his first down. He looked really sharp. Some really, really accurate throws. But he sort of took the danger away a little bit by putting tour on because Fitzpatrick was all over the place. Um, I don't know if he, any of you guys saw the game, but um, I'm not sure what was going on in his head. Really, it looked it looked odd. But no overall going on the positives it's a good win we didn't lose the jets it was our first shutout since 2013 I think mm. um so yeah really happy um and delighted to see Tua get some uh some snaps
0: yeah this is this isn't going to be a thing i don't think this is like a full benching it's just you know give him some time my only worry about that is that we know what the jets are like in the sense that they're not just going to stand back and sort of admit defeat, they're going to keep playing too aggressive defence. Which is where my worthy comes in, but... Eh, it's hard to be that. I I, I think it was the right call to bring him in. I'll talk about the Jets' perspective for a a quick amount because in the post-game interview, for the first time, I think Adam Gase almost looked broken. As in... I think he's seen now, personally, that the end is nigh. Whereas before, maybe you, you always... You have to be kind of like an optimist if you're going to be an NFL head coach. And you have to... Even if you're worried on the inside, you have to deflect... You have to reflect or project... Sorry, that's the word I'm looking for. I got there. You have to project confidence on the outside because that's vital right for your team. This is the first time in which you couldn't do that. And I think he's realised if either A he should be fired, or B, if the Jets were a competent team, they would have fired him already. And that's sort of a big thing for him. At this point, it's hard to say what the Jets are really doing. I think what they've wanted all this year, once they realize Gase isn't the answer, because maybe I'm being too optimistic, but they surely realize that Gase isn't the answer.
2: I think they'll want... I once mean, if they, they go 0-16, they're going to realize they're the answer.
0: Yeah, but I think if I think what they're trying to do is is wait until the off season because it apparently according to an article in the Athletic they have quite a, the Johnson family have quite a reputation for firing and it, it would warn off any um, any good head coaches from going there, and so mm-hmm. they're a bit worried about that. They don't want to seem rash, but, but at this point I I think getting I think just cleaning out the staff and hiring someone in, on a interim basis would be better. Despite that, there's no one really there with the Jets currently to take over. There's just anything else would be preferable at this point. And I think Gase has realized that. But he's doing what's best for Gase. I mean, he's not going to resign. Because why should he resign? you will get a big yeah, no, payoff I mean, from the He still gets jets. paid however yeah. many million dollars. Exactly, so there's no point for him to resign. But I, I honestly make... I I feel like, I I can't believe I'm going to say this, I feel like I slightly owe Gays an apology for how I've been talking about him in the power rankings. Because at this point, he realizes he's bad. The Jets realize he's bad. He realizes he should be sacked. This is all on ownership.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, the fact that they haven't pulled the trigger is... I mean, the fact that he still had a job after last year was ridiculous. But, you know,
0: it's It's something at least, but,
2: you know... If Sam Darnold yeah. doesn't
0: make it as a quarterback in the NFL, it is purely the fault of Jets ownership for letting him rot under Adam Gates for too long.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, yeah. it is my great hope one day that he joins, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or, hey. or just a good organization, and, you know, takes over when Ben dies and, you know, leads you yeah. guys to success. because What he needs... What Sam Darnold needs is the sort of talent he had back
0: at USC. So when he was at um, USC, he had um, he had great wide receivers like I don't know, pull one out of in there, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, you know that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd always be nice. Yeah, but yeah.
2: But going I think back one to of the, the old funniest things... stories. Oh, go on. Oh no, I was going to say one of the funniest stories that came out of that was apparently uh, their def- one of their defensive tackles, Steve McClendon was traded at the end of yes. the uh, Jets-Dolphins game and to to the Bucks, and just packed up his car and drove to Tampa Bay. <laughs> he's like, I'm not, I'm not, like, apparently they were, like, close to being on the bus when he left. And he's like, all right, I'm out. I might get a Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: uh, It's all like, you know, when you get sacked from a company you're planning to resign from anywhere you go. I'm really disappointed to be leaving. And, you know, it's all trying to be somber. And then you leave and you go, yes!
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, just just imagine Bruce Arians being like, all right, like, when when can you get out of the facility? I've been outside for a couple hours already. Can you guys let me in? (laughs) So, when you're going to get here,
0: uh, yeah, Uh, just look out. I'm here. Just, he's standing right outside the window. Jesus Christ! Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Scared me. Anyway, I'll tell you what, this will scare Jets fans. The New York Jets are 0-6. They're fourth in the AFC East and host the Buffalo Bills. The Miami Dolphins are 3-3. Three and three. They're second in the AFC East, which, yes, means they're above the New England Patriots. Let's go! And have a bye week. Do we think they can make the playoffs? Um, or are we being a bit too... Because I don't want to set expectations too high. Not that we can, but I don't want to like set expectations too high, like walk before you can run sort of thing. But
1: I think that's fair. Um, at the end of the day, this is how he started quite poorly. Mm. Um, yeah, the defence is looking better and not quite as brittle, uh, but we're a couple of key... losing. A couple, if we lose, you Howard, if we lose Byron Jones again, um, if we lose Devonta Parker, Preston Williams, mm. you know all of a sudden that's side losing its really key elements our run game isn't nearly yeah. as good as we thought it was going to be i remember alex what well, we said in the preview that this season uh this miami run game is going to be a lot better this season because of matt brader etc but it hasn't been um yeah. so i we've, we've had fantastic in here but at least some of those players we we aren't anymore i, I think like you say what before you can run See if who gets in and who doesn't. Let's have this conversation again in um, five weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Chicago Bears 23, Carolina Panthers 16. The Bears have gone 3-0 and on the road for the first time since 2007. Was it set? Six. 2006, which I believe was the year after they made the Super Bowl. Uh,
1: possibly.
0: It's a good performance, though, by the Bears, and I think what this has shown the last few weeks is that their defense is finally back. And credit Chuck Pagano for actually being able to turn what was last year the middling Bears defense that was suffering from the loss of Vic Fangio. Sorry, <clears throat> Vic Fangio. Well, was suffering from the loss of Vic Fangio um, into the defense that they are again now, which is quite dominant. And um, they didn't even require a good a good performance on offense. They they were good enough. I, I know that Teddy Bridgewater isn't the best quarterback in the league, but fifty point four pass rating I don't think is inflective on his ability. Normally, it's just how well the Bears' defense played. Five yeah. and one. Um.
1: Yeah. This is a weird one. I think did we predict Carolina? I think we did.
0: Um. No. I think we also had Bears.
1: Oh. Okay. Um. Mm. Surprising, not going to lie, but uh, this bear side is I think we said earlier in, in earlier podcasts during the season that this is possibly the weakest 4-0 uh, or 5-1 and on side, I forget when we said it, out of the ones who are left, but they're doing themselves justice. Like I say, this defence is strong, um, and Nick Foles isn't doing too badly. Um, how long do you reckon they can sustain this for?
0: I, I don't know. The issue is is that we it was offensively speaking at least it was an ugly win for the Bears. And again, we, this is the point where you distinguish between being able to win ugly, like the Chiefs have, or like the Titans have, and only being able to win ugly, which seems to be the Bears' method. Like there is a a not completely far away alternate universe in which the Bears are either two and three or one and four. Oh, sorry. Sure. Two and four, or maybe three and three, and no one would bat an eyelid. That wouldn't be them performing below their station. i would just be, yeah, I guess. I get that. Yeah. Even with Nick Foles, who had a bad game, uh, quarterback rating wise, he he got most of his passes off. I believe he went fourteen for twenty. So, I guess that's fine, but. The issue is as well, they seem really dependent on Alan Robinson and he only had one catch and I I worry about them when they can't get Alan Robinson open. So, I still, I can't remember where I put them in the power rankings. I put them, I put them sixth actually, but that could change quite quickly.
1: That's about right, probably. Uh, Like you say, uh, a couple of results either way and they they do not plummet, but... Mm me um, still thinks that this bear, this Bears side is uh, they're not quite good for their 5-1, and one, are they?
0: No. Though, they do have the best red zone defense in the league.
1: Wow. Which That's, is actually quite nice. Yeah.
0: The, the defense is one of the best in the league. The offense are really suspect. But yeah, questions about the Bears still but 5-1, and one, you'll absolutely take and even better as we'll get into well, we'll do it now. The Chicago Bears are 5-1. and one. They're first in the NFC North. First. Wow. Whew. And they are going to be taking on the Rams next week away on the Monday Night Football. The Carolina Panthers are 3-3. Three three. They're third in the NFC South. And they will be travelling to the New Orleans Saints. Anyway, Atlanta Falcons 40, Minnesota Vikings twenty-three. This episode of NFL Blitz is also brought to you by the city of Atlanta. If It's not one team collapsing, it's the other.
1: Um, what happened here? Because we said Minnesota, didn't we?
0: I think we all did, yeah. Atlanta um, just played looks... better. It did have that Julio Jones was back. Oh, which okay, explains a lot.
1: Explains a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um I thought this was a landside that's supposed to choke and admittedly the only quarter they lost was the final one um which is not surprising they seem to do quite poorly in the latter half of games however fantastic matt ryan 30 for 40 371 yards and four touchdowns is one of the better performances this weekend which is not something i thought i'd be saying um
0: sometimes you can forget that matt ryan is actually a good quarterback
1: yeah um I think over the last couple of years, ever since that Super Bowl game, he's sort of his stock has uh, has fallen. But mm. he's naturally quite a talented guy. Yeah. It, it might have been twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah. He put up uh, MVP numbers, and if the Falcons had made the playoffs, or if the Falcons had been in like one of the two high seeds in the NFC, he would have probably won the MVP. But he didn't because they missed the playoffs, so it didn't yeah. matter. It was irrelevant. But not yeah, bad. no,
1: no surprise. Alex Julio Jones, eight receptions for 137 yards and two touchdowns, which I mean says it all. Really, they will be much, much better for having him back. Um, Todd hmm. Gurley, um, not massively impressed. No. Um this
0: was a bad game for Gurley.
1: He's averaging oof, just under three yards a carry. Two point four, which is absolutely is, cataclysmically is dreadful. It's horrendous. Yeah. Um, So So on the
0: year Eh,
1: 4.3
0: So he has actually been quite good Otherwise 8th in total yards Yeah, But Chad Graff Who is a a Minnesota beat writer Said this is the new low for the Vikings Is that correct?
1: No I don't think it's a new low But it's certainly not a good low Not that any are This is still a Minnesota side Which is underperforming yeah. Um, I thought they were getting better in recent weeks and they have been to a certain extent, but this, this just sort of put them a little bit back to, to square one. It seems to me, Alex, I don't know if you'll agree, it's it's one step forward two steps back with this game. Yeah, absolutely.
0: This, this is the sort of game they should be winning. This is, I, I was really optimistic for them and it was, it was poor. It was poor throughout and I mean, it says a lot when the Falcons take a 23 point lead and you don't make them collapse though maybe maybe atlanta can only have one collapse on a weekly basis
2: <laughs> by the um, way before we move
0: on the cleveland sure. indians post on twitter saying atlanta the meeting of a 3 and one collapse club is on
1: tuesday <laughs> 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 really
0: like that uh, it's no idea, um
1: atlanta. we'll just sign on it very slightly alex it's his raised dodgers in the world series is it not
0: Yes, we're going to answer question in the two-minute drill. Okay, fair enough. I should have told you, but if as I didn't, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's at this point we have found we've we found that there is nothing else to talk about in the game between the Falcons and Vikings. I I don't know what um, Kurt Cousins... I was going to say Kurt Warner then. I don't know what Kurt Cousins' stats were, but I'm going to guess not great.
1: uh, Not particularly. We have 24 for 36, 343 yards, which is not... The yardage itself is not bad, but he's got as many touchdowns as interceptions with three apiece.
0: Alexander Mattison, the player who we praised so much last week... Twenty-six yards off ten carries, two point six yards per
1: carry, which again is horrific. Um, oh, uh, actually, if you I'm know, wrong, actually, Alex,
0: sorry, sorry. Oh, go on. Um, hey, you first. Kurt
1: Cousins and his interceptions. He must be on door figures for interceptions now. I and think Caesar, so. Yeah. Which yeah, I think so. is pretty horrific. Let it's me ha- just have a look. Um. Yeah, ten interceptions. So he's ranked thirty-second. In the league,
0: there's 32 starting quarterbacks. Wait. Just for anyone who doesn't know. Um, but by the way, just what makes that even worse for Mattison one is that his longest run was a 16-yard run, which means if you take that out, it's nine carries for 10 yards.
1: Wow. That's...
0: Nine. <laughs> ten.
1: There's not numbers you want to be seeing.
0: No. Uh, I'll be a bit positive, though. Justin Jefferson is still looking really good. Nine receptions, 166 yards. You might remember they traded Stephon Diggs for 22nd pick in the draft, which they used on Jefferson. And Jefferson has 537 yards through the first um, six games of the year, which is fifth best in the league, and I think just slightly better than Stefan Diggs. So it really um, was a win-win trade.
1: Fair.
0: Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons are 1-5, they're 4th in the NFC South, and host Detroit next week. The Minnesota Vikings are 1-5, they're 4th in the NFC North, and they have a bye. Here we go. Arizona Cardinals 38, Dallas Cowboys 10, and I've only got one question for you, Josh.
1: How about them Cowboys? Thank you, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Oh, I
0: love that every week every week i see the cowboys lose i immediately go to Stephen a's twitter <laughs> because it's always perfect
1: this was uh, i'll let you take away alex because uh, have... wow just wow <laughs> yeah go for it <laughs> brain malfunction indeed what? Uh, that's what the cowboys do to you
0: in the off season the first thing i want to mention in the off season Dallas Cowboys had two players up for contract extension, but they really needed to make sure we are extended. One of them was Dak Prescott. One of them was Ezekiel Elliott. And they said, we can only really extend one person and we're going to have to struggle with the other one. They they made the wrong decision on who to extend because Ezekiel Elliott, simply put, has been absolutely awful this year. It's uh, yeah, getting to the point is. where you can't even excuse it as a blip. He had another fumble in this game. That's five fumbles on the year. No other running back has three.
1: Uh, I mean... Yeah, Alex. Um, just seeing him and his counterparts in this game. So we're comparing gizzy equal, Elias and Kenyon Drake. Uh, Drake, former Dolphin, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> another former Dolphin going and performing well on the other side. Ezekiel uh, Elliott is 12 carries for 49 yards, which I'm not sure of the maths, but it's not great um, for sure. And then Kenyon Drake, 20 carries for 164 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Zeke shouldn't have been given that new contract. Um, and Obviously, it was Andy Dalton with this game, but uh, Dax has been doing well this season, sort of uh, quietly doing well, if you think of this style side size is not as performing well. So, yeah, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think Dak Prescott, it's quite clear now, I know it's a small sample size, but for me it's clear that Dak Prescott offers more than just good quarterbacking. He quite clearly is a team leader who knows how to get everyone else going on that team. Andy Dalton isn't a bad quarterback, uh, despite his performance. And... I think that's what was missing was just that extra boost that that Prescott can maybe provide personality-wise. Cowboys now fifteen giveaways in the NFL, eighty-four points for their allowed off turnovers, which is the most in the NFL through six games since at least the year two thousand. Wow. I mean, defensively, defensively speaking, and defensively because they've been a bit care happy, um carefree. Sorry with the with the ball as noted with Kenyon uh, Drake, Ezekiel Elliott's struggles and with Andy Dalton's struggles, this defense might go down as one of the all-time worst in the history of the NFL. And I liked C.D. Wow. Lamb as a player. Sure. C.D. Lamb was is a is a good player. He was a good draft pick. He had a reasonable game today. But they really should not have drafted him. I don't care if he turns out to the second coming of Michael Irvin. <laughs> Which is what they're trying for with making him wear the number eighty-eight, and though really he didn't want to. That you can't win Super Bowls without a defense. No, offense defense wins games; defense, defense wins, championships, wins championships. And this defense yeah. is costing them everything. Uh,
1: it is. It, it's been uh, poor. <sighs> we said we said season the Cowboys would be underwhelming, but this is a different level. They've had they have talent on that roster. Obviously not on that side of the ball, and you can't utilise the talents of C.D. Lamb, Mari Cooper, who also had a good game um yeah. this weekend. Uh Zeke's not lived up to, but obviously Dax Dax really good. You can't utilise those talents if you don't have that bedrock of a good defence, and they have fallen to pieces. Um uh... Yeah, another I guess start. They need to try and get lucky in drafts.
0: Yeah. Next another well, they'll probably have a high draft pick based on yeah, this. That's true. Dallas have allowed 218 points through 6 games, which is the most an NFL team has allowed. Actually, the most a current NFL team has allowed since the 1961 Raiders gave up 228 in the AFL. Wow. The last NFL team to do it were Washington in 1954, where they gave up 223. That's how. But this team, we talked about it in their first year in the NFL in 1960. They had one of the all-time worst defenses because they um, they had an expansion defense and they no no free agency. They couldn't draft well and f- they didn't have like any big draft picks, and so they couldn't get anyone on defense. It was literally just the scraps of other sides, and that was why they went 0-11-1. This defense is worse. Wow. That takes something. And you it know really what? They've does. got good players on that defense, and by good players, I mean exclusively Olden Smith. But it's hard to know what to make of Arizona from this game just because uh, uh, gr- as great as Kenyon Drake is and as much as I do root for him... Sovi, he <laughs> he. I mean, anyone who had to cut be coached by them Gaze deserves sympathy. Fair. It, it it's just impossible to make anything off this game, because um
1: it is um if you I'm, still impressive um, you only beat what's uh, in front of you. Yeah, you're correct there. Um, slightly for Kyler Murray. I mean, nine for twenty four. That's not.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Brilliant. Especially against defense I'm starting like to
0: really worry about his qualities as an NFL quarterback. In a couple of weeks... In the first episode of this year... The first or oh sorry. First review of this year. We talked about Kyler the potential MVP candidate. We were wrong. Yep. He's not, he's not even going to be close. Because he's now looking like one of the lesser quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I don't know who you consider, like, middle of the Park, like sort of 16th but Kyler Murray almost certainly below him fair mm. anyway the Cowboys though <laughs> <laughs> lol anyway what, when was the last time someone used lol anyway the Arizona Cardinals are 4-2 and two. they're second in the NFC West and host the Seattle Seahawks next week the Dallas Cowboys are 2-4 and four. get this they're first in the NFC East I, I don't know anymore. I've got no answers. They travel to Washington next week. Baltimore Ravens 30, Philadelphia Eagles 28. I started to sweat towards the end of this game. Well, I didn't really because it would have been funny if the Ravens lost. But they completely dominant at halftime. Were they up 23-7, something like that? And then completely let it collapse in that second half. Where the offense couldn't get going, the defense looked out, plus this is, if the Steelers had done this, which they nearly did against the Eagles actually, let's face it, you might remember the the Steelers went quite backwards on my power rankings as as a result of that game despite winning, and I think, to be honest, now I think about it, I think Baltimore should as well, Um,
1: because this this was
0: a poor performance against a poor Eagles side.
1: Uh, it was i mean was that 22 allowed points in that final quarter they came close they came really close they were two
0: point play away in all fairness that two point play was sorry it was 17 nil at the end of the first half that two point play was hilarious i don't know if you watched it but it was like you know a handoff play to the to the running back yeah where Wentz was trying to see if he wanted to take it himself, and they just got confused. I think they both tried to run with it. It was running back. It was it was the literal. Actually, if you took the definition literally, it was running back by committee <laughs> <laughs> because they all t- they both tried to run with the ball. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah. This um, this could be very ugly for the Ravens had they yeah. lost to this Eagle side, especially. Lamar Jackson putting up um, better numbers than the majority of the NFL's running backs, 108 yards for nine carries. Uh, Zeke, if you are listening, which I'm sure you am. uh, You am? Sorry, that was the black country came out in me very much then, (laughs) which I'm sure you are. Um, (laughs) Obviously, get your act together.
0: Miles Sanders running for 118 yards breaks my brain then again he had another one again kind of like against the sealers he had a 74 yard run so yeah you take that off actually it's not that impressive Carson Wentz if Carson Wentz is the answer what is the question
1: who is one of the more mediocre quarterbacks in the
0: NFL yeah they were very wrong it turns out to get rid of Nick Foles again Lamar Jackson didn't have a good game I don't think I think we can now safely say a passing wise anyway he had a good game running I think we can now safely say there's absolutely zero chance of him winning unanimous MVP, unless every single game from now to the end of the season he posts a perfect passer rating, in which case maybe.
1: Fair.
0: But, yeah, I, I mean, we didn't think he deserved MVP last year, but he, he needs a a strong performance because the last few weeks have been worrying for me. Uh,
1: yeah, they have. I say uh... worrying.
0: I don't care. I want them to lose do worse <laughs> yeah I I don't I don't want the Ravens to do well I don't yeah just stop please let us have the division easily for once <laughs> stop being competent anyway so for the Philadelphia Eagles I don't know where to go with this game because on the one hand they shouldn't have been down that far in the beginning but they have put in relatively close performances against the Steelers and Ravens combined 10 and 1 who does that one loss belong to, eh? But <laughs> they're they putting relatively good performances against them. And, of course, they are in the N- NFC East, which means, to be honest, they could probably win the, win the division with four wins this year. So I I think there's actually... I, I know we've been harsh on them because we they, we should be harsh on them. But I actually think they now have to surely be the big favourites for the NFC East.
1: Um, I think that's fair. If Dallas keep doing Dallas things,
0: then I see no reason why not. Yeah. Do you remember the famous "Who killed Jr."? Plot? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's "Who killed the defense." <laughs> anyway, the Baltimore Ravens are five and one. Their second in the AFC North. I wonder who behind. Hey, hey, Baltimore. Hey, 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 Baltimore. Who are you behind, Baltimore? Sussle, anyway Alex. <laughs> <laughs> they have a bye week next week. The Philadelphia Eagles are 1-4-1. They're second of the NFC East. Yes, really. 1-4-1, second. They host the New York Giants on the Thursday night. Football. Green Bay Packers, 10. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38. I think when Fox were planning to do this game, they didn't expect it to turn into a, a battle between Blaine Gabbert and a man called Boyle.
1: Uh, no, this was I'm sure pitched as Rogers versus Brady. Yeah. Um, we didn't pick this game. I thought the Packers would come away with it. If, if I'm wrong, Alex.
0: I think we all picked the Packers. Yeah. Packers, yeah. We did.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is this was quite a surprising one and by this margin as well. Um, I guess Aaron Rodgers' sheer anger ran out, and he's yeah. no longer single-handedly powering, uh, that. Offense, mm. but over well, two touchdowns, interceptions for Rogers as well.
0: Yeah, talking about the Packers and Rogers, then they will ten 0 up. Then they have the pick six. Was that the decisive point in the game?
1: It has to be. I mean, yeah. you got twenty eight points in that second quarter. That, mm. that by the way, kills the game.
0: How many yards did the Packers have in the entire second quarter? Yards in general, just yards.
1: Um, 50.
0: Five. wow, five yards. That's five. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I've 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 been pessimistic on the Packers this year because they've not faced a single good opponent thus far. And this was a statement win for the Bucs, and we'll get on to that. But for me, this was a statement loss for the Packers. This is their first big... T- In fact, it's not even like a big test. It's a relatively big test. Sure. But it, it's not like taking on the Seahawks or something like that. But first big test, or the biggest test I've had this year, and they lost resoundingly. Uh,
1: yeah, they. it's the first time they've really come up. Uh, against a side which vaguely knows what it's doing, Tampa Bay's defense is good, and obviously on offense you've got Gron- uh, Gronkowski having a really good game, uh, Brady doing well, relatively well, only 166 yards, but seems to seems to be efficient. Um, yeah, it's it's not just it's just not really great performance, yeah. is it? That's all I, I can say.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone still believes that the decision to draft Jordan Love was correct, and I don't think anyone thinks this is going to be the last year of Am Rodgers. But he looked scrambled. He looked yeah. dreadful. This is every negative thing that we've seen out of Aaron Rodgers. And for how consistent and how brilliant he is, this was just appalling.
1: It was. I mean, you've you really hit the nail the head there.
0: And meanwhile, for Tampa, because they were the victors, great performance from Tom Brady. He's finally connecting with Rob Gronkowski. I think it's their first touchdown connection in Tampa Colors. Um lots of reasons to be optimistic especially with their division they should now be the firm favorites for the nfc south
1: i think that's fair um yeah so they're they're four and two above the new orleans side which is fairly poor, mm. and obviously you've got carolina and atlanta below them yeah uh, the, so the, 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 um i think we were talking earlier uh alex this season about Brady sort of not misfiring, but having a vaguely slow start, and he seems to be sort of coming, coming back to the Tom Brady we know. Yeah.
0: Um, By the way, yeah, it's gonna, it's obviously gonna be hard when you've been in one system for twenty years to suddenly switch. For sure. So I, I get that. Aaron Rodgers pass rating thirty five point four. Wow. To get to put that into perspective, that's worse than Blaine Gabbert, who of course was in this game later on. So that's great. The Green Bay Packers are 4 and 1. They're second to the NFC North and travel to the Houston Texans next week. I don't know why I was going to say Rockets. No. Mm-hmm. Just no. That'd be interesting. Who would be the best quarterback on that Rockets side?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going with Russell
0: Westbrook. I... He can score by himself, he can assist. He can probably do defense. I'm trying to turn a triple double into an NFL equivalent, but you know he can do everything. It's great. Or James Harden, but i be mostly focused on that wonderful beard. Anyway, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are four and two. They're first in the NFC South and travel to Las Vegas on the Sunday night football. Okay, we'll quickly go through the other games. Then Detroit Lions thirty-four, Jacksonville Jaguars sixteen. The only thing I want to really mention is Matt Stafford threw one of them like sidearm like throws. Yeah, that, sort you,
1: of. Um, you know what I mean? Shots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: If Patrick Mahomes did that, that would have been would be all going in crazy over oh. it.
1: Um, of passes, you've just unlocked a memory for me. Did you see Ryan Fitzpatrick's uh sort of shuffle pass with his left hands? Uh, no, the other day. Um, again, another one if Patrick Mahomes does it, we're all going crazy. But yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it finally does turn out that the Jacksonville Jaguars are about as bad as we thought they were at the start of the year.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone has any big aspirations for the Jags this year, they're one on five. Which honestly seems about right. Gardner I Minshew's mean, mm. not exactly firing on all cylinders, is he? Yeah. Although, um, I see Cole having a good game. Six exceptions for 143 yards, which is pretty exceptional.
0: Yeah. And as well, the, the most disappointing thing for me was um, James Robinson not having a good game. Because, you know, what's Robinson's yeah. sock going to talk about? Exactly. Which I'm now the president of. Obviously. have to
1: cancel this week's uh, virtual social.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's um, just 2.4 yards per carry.
1: Poor numbers.
0: <sighs> anyway, the Detroit Lions are 2-3. and three. They're third in the NFC North and travel to the Atlanta Falcons. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 1-5. and five. They're fourth in the FC South and travel to the Los Angeles Chargers. Cincinnati Bengals, 27. Indianapolis Colts, 31. The weirdest thing: Philip Rivers threw over thirty passes, and yet the Colts managed to win.
1: You shock me.
0: I shocked myself. Um.
1: Oh, did you pick the Bengals or the Colts for this one? I feel like we united. I think
0: I picked the Colts. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, we all Um, picked the Colts.
1: Yeah. Um, Taking the. Experience of Rivers over over Joey Burrow, um, who doesn't put up bad numbers except for no touchdowns mm. and the interception. His yardage is really good. Yeah, and also
0: Barb. Wow. Maybe the Giants he might be behind the worst O line in the league. Fair. So, don't don't destroy him for the love of God. <laughs> Please get some help there. Um, apart from that, Philip Rivers. Yeah, he had a good game. Um, Jonathan Taylor looking strong as per usual. And a great performance through the air from your boy, Marcus Johnson, who I definitely didn't have to wait to get the name of, (laughs) because I didn't know it. But yeah, the Colts, not much to make off this game. The Bengals are still dreadful, for the most part.
1: Uh, Yeah. um... Colts,
0: very outside playoff contenders
1: they are um tennessee obviously look very good on five and oh i feel like indianapolis aren't a good sign in and two honestly mm. i don't feel like
0: they've had two close games to side two they should be beating quite comfortably if they were that good
1: yeah i feel like and they cost one... me a lot one form two sort of masks a certain problem i think and yeah <sighs> i just don't think they're worth it mm. with the colts wise do you
0: know what they need, Van?
1: What do they need, Alex?
0: They need some Lovial. No.
1: To make them worth it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not paid Why? for.
0: Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about cutting that, but your reaction means it's definitely staking. <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need that. Why? 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 Say as, as a sound effect. <laughs> The Cincinnati Bengals are 1-4-1, and one. they're 4th in the AFC North and host the Cleveland Browns next week. The Indianapolis Colts are 4-2, they're 2nd in the AFC South, and have a bye. You know what else we need just to make you feel even more depressed? Sure. <clears throat> Big Truss!
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: sorry, sorry. D- you know, there is someone who feels worse, I don't know if you saw it, but... Um, there's a guy on BBC Radio 5 Live who's a Spurs fan and he was starting his show and he, was, he said, um, joining me today is the singer-songwriter, whoever it was who creates music like this and he presses the button that's meant to be her music and it's the commentary of Manuel Lanzini scoring the equaliser Why? Oh <laughs> just, to, just to bully him and then, and then he went has someone set, set up the wrong track? Okay, anyway, our our next guest is whoever it was. She's from the IT crowd with memorable phrases like this. And it was the commentary again <laughs> of Lanzini scoring to make it 3 all, And then he, 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 he sighs loudly and you can you see the sort of, not annoyance, but like, oh, they're, they're doing it yeah. up here, aren't they? And he goes, and also we'll be talking about the new series of Taskmaster on Channel 4. The it's the commentary again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah. Oh, it, it, absolutely find the clip if you can. It, it's so funny. Los Angeles Rams 19, San Francisco 49ers 24. I didn't watch this game, but the Rams should and be doing better.
1: Um. Yeah, they should. Um. The Rams are a side that always seem to be vaguely mediocre and always should be doing better. Um, this is the San Francisco side which hasn't done well in recent uh, games. Well, they are getting really their best players part. They are, but um, as we saw against Miami, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> entail they'll be on form. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back with a bang. I think he's taken his um, uh, his benching his against knees Miami. Park. Well, yeah, for 23 and 33 and three touchdowns. He is George Kittle as well. He looked good. George Kittle, did exceptionally well. Yeah, like you say, Raheem Mostert, um, leading, uh, uh rushing. Uh, uh, Jared Goff, uh, mediocre uh, performance this week. Um, Darl Anderson looked good. Yeah, um,
0: <sighs> yeah. Can you tell we didn't watch this game?
1: Yeah, you can. Sunday um, Night
0: Football on NBC. Don't come on along because it's at 1am. I don't <laughs> think they have the lyrics. Anyway, the Los Angeles Rams are 4-2, they're 3rd in the NFC West and host Chicago on the Monday Night Football. The San Francisco 49ers are 3-3, three and three. they're 4th in the NFC West. 4th, 3-3. Three and three. Lessons can be learned, NFC East and they travel to the New England Patriots. Final game then, Denver Broncos 18, New England Patriots 12. Are we... I think the one word to describe this Patriots side this week was rusty. Do they deserve sympathy for the fact that they had to... that they couldn't really practice a sweep before this game?
1: Uh, yeah, there is a degree of that. Um,
0: By the way, but... who had being sympathetic to the Patriots on their 2020 bingo card
1: yeah no I didn't have uh the Patriots down for that um honestly I don't know if you agree with this Alex it feels like the Patriots are always in a rebuild after after Brady left Gronk left and a a host of defensive talent left and we didn't really see it in the early games of the season Um, and Cam Newton had done well and uh, the Patriots had ground out some wins and looked vaguely competent. But I think we're sort of seeing now a bit more of a a truth about this Patriot side, which is they are in rebuild. And they're not going to be the force that they have been for the best part of 15 years. I th- so, I th- yeah,
0: I think I don't think anyone's expectations were for them to do well no, this year. No,
1: they, they they weren't. Uh, I think they vaguely exceeded those at the start of the season, which point we mm. were saying like, have we underestimated sides? Are we being too harsh on Bill Belichick? Like, look how well he's doing with that sort of uh, talent on his roster. But he can only do so much. Um, mm. It sort of reminds me, there's only um, so
0: many times Julian Edelman can be quarterback and yeah. be the best one in the league, as um, he is.
1: Uh, Julian Edelman is is a is, uh, is still a, a stellar talent, but oh yeah, he can, he can only do so much without the likes of Brady and Gronk and Hightower around him. Uh, it it sort of reminds me, sorry to go on to soccer, but of, of Ferguson's final years when he had you know an aging Carrick, Tom cleverly nanny and Wellbecker, um, Yeah, an aging i still some boy. Yeah. Um, and I think it shows in, in the following season, and that sort of finish, what that squad really was about. And I think you're sort of just seeing now the Patriots sides without some some of their, their best talents and without replacing them properly. They, they are starting to feel it. Um, but Belichick isn't invincible, and yeah. it, it is beginning to show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Meanwhile, for the Broncos, Drew Lock back. He had a reasonable game, though. He threw that really stupid interception and nearly cost the Broncos at the end. But more reasons to be optimistic for... Vic Fangio. (laughs) That's so fun to say. Anyway, the Denver Broncos are 2-3. They're 3rd in the AFC West and host Kansas next week. The New England Patriots are 2-3. They're 3rd in the AFC East. Josh, who are they behind in the AFC East?
1: the greatest football team that the planet has ever known
0: and apart from the buffalo bills <laughs> no you are correct there you're not but you know it makes it makes I me sound correct. like a...
1: yes i've got that thank you alex you're correct miami are the greatest team the yeah has ever you know seen what? You.
0: thank you that's fine it makes me sound like a better friend <laughs>
1: and asterisk the... it was the 72 dolphins
0: but... yeah you know it's uh, you you've you've had a lot at Miami recently, so you deserve you deserve this Thank little, you, like, Thank you know. You. And uh, the Patriots host the San Francisco 49ers. Power rankings are currently up on the sports dot but the Seahawks are still in first. The Chiefs are in second, and the Titans are in third. And the Steelers, by the way, have moved up into fourth because I've decided the Ravens do not deserve a top four spot. Meanwhile, at the other end. Will would love this if he was here and he's going to be back in a bit so, you know, editing The Jacksonville Jaguars are 30th The Washington football team are 31st and then there's 50 feet of and then the New York Jets are 33rd, I guess but 32nd really, but 33rd Yeah Yeah. 40th, 50th, 100th There we go That describes the gap between them and the rest of the league Okay, prediction scores then from this week. Will was the winner this time round. I, I think is that the second week in a row. Yes, going ten yeah, and four so. for the second Champion. week in a row. Josh finishing second on nine and five, and I I finished third on eight and six. I keep getting worse. I, I actually keep getting worse. <laughs> you you will be replaced by the the coin flip at some yeah, point. Yeah, I am <laughs> I am aging like milk right now. So, overall, that means Will does jump into first place. He's on 63 and 25. Mm. Then what? Josh is second on 62 and 26. Then there's 50 feet of... Sh- and then there's me third on 57 <laughs> and 31. <laughs> anyway, laugh so you don't cry. Anyway, we all got our locks right this week. Will said the Cardinals would be the Cowboys. I said the Ravens would be the Eagles. And Josh... Ever so close again, said the Titans would beat the Texans, and that means Josh and Will are both on 6-0. Oh, I'm on 4-2. and Thursday night football, then, uh, is between the New York oh. Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm, I'm sorry to say this, Will, but this is truly a Thursday night game.
2: No, it, it really is. Again, our division is absolute trash.
0: By the way, Michael Strahan and Terry Bradshaw of Fox NFL, in the... Halftime show in the Chiefs Bills game said, "I really like these two
2: quarterbacks." Huh? Do you? What? Do you really? Yeah. I remember Why? Hearing that as well. That was some. Uh, yeah, that was some interesting uh, fluff. They were and like, they really stressed it because I think they knew
0: that no one would believe them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Weird. No, I, I don't know anyone who likes Kyle Allen. And if we're being honest, Daniel Jones has a Kyle lot Allen. more uh, misses than hits. Carl Allen, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, Uh yes. quarterback of the Eagles. i was thinking of the wrong team again. I don't yeah. know uh, why. Yes, Carson Wentz has has had some had his ups and downs this season. It's fair to say, that, yeah.
0: The Philadelphia Eagles, though, as we've mentioned, they they played wa- very well in the second half against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know who you more put the if you put the blame on the Ravens or give the credit to the Eagles, but they did play well. To some extent, the Giants obviously coming off their first win of the season. It should be a close game.
2: It, uh, it It really should. And, you know, I think that the game against the Ravens is probably a little mixture of both. I think the Eagles did play surprisingly well. I mean, they played surprisingly well against you guys the week before as well. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting to see if they... Can pull out a you know statement win, I guess, by showing like, hey, we're not this bad if they beat the Giants. Yeah.
0: Um, and but, yeah. means that probably the key contenders, or the main contenders, again for the for the NFC East. Oh gosh, what trash. one four and one? Yeah, well that'd be two four and one if they win. Yeah. Let's do some oh. predicting then. The one and five New York Giants travel to the one four and one Philadelphia Eagles. With the way the Eagles played in the last two weeks, I'm taking an Eagles win. Yeah, I'm also going to do Eagles win on this one, but I will be happy to be wrong. I will also be happy to be wrong.
1: Likewise, I kind of let the Giants pull something out of the bag. I'm not a massive fan of the Eagles, but like you say, Alex, they've been playing reasonably well the last couple of weeks, so I have to side with them.
0: Yeah, anyway, thank you, Will, for coming on the NFL Blitz.
2: Yep, always
0: nice to be on. Anyway, let's go on to the two-minute drill then. One word to describe the Jets not firing Adam Gase what idiotic english monday night football or american monday night football i wrote this question before leeds played on monday night football so i'm not being bitter but american monday night football
1: yeah i'm not a fan of it myself um i prefer the weekends i prefer friday night football to monday night for sure Uh, i don't like
0: friday night football either (laughs) God, it's Saturday, No it's pleasing some people, is that? <laughs> um,
1: but no, I would agree with you. And The NFL on Monday night is much better. Yes,
0: and what is the best of the NFL theme tunes? The Monday night football theme.
1: I do like that one. I think special mention to the Sky Sports one, actually, which is not the best.
0: No, you can't be the new one's good.
1: Uh no, the uh the one from like a couple of years back.
0: Yeah, that's NFL on Fox.
1: Oh okay, well we'll they go stole with that it. One, Yeah. Oh. In fact,
0: if you look if you look closely at that old intro, there's a part where it shows the Fox Sports logo, and I don't think it was meant to. Oh
1: fair.
0: Because it's also the Fox Sports, um, American Football Robots. Anyway, early prediction for the winners of the Champions League.
1: Ooh. Um. Obviously, United. Uh, no. Uh, look, uh, Bayern Munich is still still. Yeah, Bayern Munich. Um, I think Bayern Munich are there. Liverpool will be close again. Signing for Thiago. No, is no, they won't. Yes, they will.
0: No, Virgil van Dijk.
1: Oh, so yeah, no. They will not be close. Um, I, I am. I didn't even factor that. You know, I'm still getting used to a Liverpool without of van Dijk. So yeah. With you. Um. Get
0: Daniel uh, Lager back. He'll be right.
1: <laughs> um. I don't think City will be very close this year. Um, no. I'll be interested to see how PSG do tonight against United and um, mm. see what they have after that final defeat. Um, Atletico um, are always a shout to be, be somewhere in, in the, um, I was going to say postseason there, but it's not quite, It's not the right word, is it? Um, in the knockout stages. Uh, and finally, um, oof. no, honestly, that's about it. Um, I think Bayern will probably be quite clear this year. Bayern, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the World Series gets underway tonight for us. It's already got underway for you. The Tampa Bay Rays are taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Who have you got? Now, when I wrote Um, my MRB playoff prediction article, I said that it would be Rays-Dodgers in the final. And I said Dodgers would win in seven. Having looked at how the Dodgers and Rays have played respectively, though... I'm now going to go for raising seven.
1: Ooh, okay. um the it's on a knife extent, edge. I, I only uh, watched the Rays really consistently while they were doing um, the the series against the Yankees. Um, they, they've they've been a lot better than I expected to see, actually. I, I did underrate them very slightly at the start of the season. They've looked really good, really really good. I mean, the Dodgers are always going to be there. Let's let's not make too yeah. much about it. Uh, yeah, it is on a knife edge. I'm just taking rays. So rays in think. seven. Yeah, yeah. It, this this could really go either way. Honestly, mm. like a couple of if if the I just s- get a couple of early games. Yeah, don't be surprised if they take it.
0: I I want to see Clayton Kershaw get a ring because he deserves one, but uh. I I don't see it happening for some reason. The th- the other thing as well, the combined contracts of Cody Bellinger. And Mookie Betts for this year. What do you think they come up to in the millions?
1: Is this the entire contract or just for this year? Just for this year. Uh, a f- hundred million.
0: Well, okay, that's far off. It's twenty-six.
1: Oh. What is the Tampa uh, okay. Bay's?
0: What are the Tampa Bay Rays' entire roster contracts for this year worth?
1: you threw me off there with the Mookie Betts one, but just because I was hearing about his stellar contracts uh, earlier this year. Uh, you tell me, you tell me.
0: Right, so Bellinger and, and Betts, 26 million. The Tampa Bay Rays' entire squad, 28 million. <laughs> this, that is the this, difference yeah. between these two sides financially. This and feels, yet, yeah, we both think the Rays are going to win.
1: But this feels like a, a Leicester versus Man City style clash, does it not?
0: Yeah, yeah, it does.
1: Well, big anyway. forces, I say.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that is all the... Sorry, my brain has gone today. <laughs> it's been one of them weeks. Anyway, at this point, we're malfunctioning so much, I think it's time to end the podcast, isn't it? Fair. Yeah, that is all the time we have on the NFL Blitz today. Thank you for listening. My thanks goes to Josh and Will for joining me. The intro and end music for the NFL Blitz was provided by Kevin McLeod at Competech.com. We're back on Saturday to preview all games on week seven of the NFL season. Until next time, I've been Alex Woodward and don't just have a good week. Like the best play in NFL history, have an immaculate one. Goodbye.